0: Super Bowl Sunday for Americans across the nation. We just celebrated, I guess you could say, a national tradition of Super Bowl Sunday where everybody just eats all day long, watches football on TV, connects with other humans. Hopefully this year has been weird, right? But I want to talk to you guys about my strategy for stuffing my face with a complete guess on how many carbs I was eating and incorporating exercise right after eating. Let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. Alrighty, so today I want to jump into a bit of a story. Uh, over the last, well a couple days ago, we jumped into Super Bowl, right? And uh, in the Super Bowl, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Up until the day of the Super Bowl, I had no idea who was playing. What? I know, I don't really watch sports anymore. Uh, I haven't for a few years now. Now, I want to say something that's kind of cliche where it's like, I don't watch sports, I play sports, which is true. But I'm also not going to shame you for watching sports. I know it can be fun. I used to be really into it. But that aside, I didn't even know who was playing, right? So for me, it's not a huge priority. But I thought, you know what? Why not celebrate with some new food? My wife wanted to go out to get some, uh, some food from a new restaurant we had just reopened. Uh, for those of you who are unaware, we live in California, and California has been shut down for the majority of 2020, even into 2021, and restaurants reopened recently. So we're like, oh my gosh, let's go try some new food. And so for me, uh, you know, I had a look at the online menu, see which place looked better, which place was actually appetizing to me, and uh, made a selection going to a local brewery nearby us and thought, you know, it'd be fun to try out some of their sandwiches, some fries, whatever. Um, And so we looked at the menu, got an idea of what it was so I could get a mental picture of how I might dose for that, but I also knew it was going to be a complete guessing game. So, you know, going into that situation, I had to rethink my strategies. Now, I'm going to give you guys a key point right here. Most restaurants, most of them are high in fat. You're like, what? That's crazy. Now, you probably already knew this, but fat tastes good. Uh, In most steakhouses, they will cover the steak in butter while they cook it in butter and then serve it in butter because it tastes better. I know. I've experienced it. But understanding that higher fat content can change your insulin needs, that is something that you need to take into consideration when eating out. So, you know, going to a brewery that serves an American-style type of plate, I knew that was going to be one of the factors leading into my dosing strategy with insulin, right? So going in there, my wife also wanted to go on a bike ride that day. I said, hey, we haven't been out on our bikes in a while. We bought these mountain bikes, like, let's actually use them, right? It was a beautiful day. Uh, recently, it's been in the 30s and 40s in Santa Clarita, where I live. And uh, that day, it was 77 degrees. I was like, we gotta go outside, right? Uh, so we went for a nice bike ride, and we paired it up strategically before lunch. A, because it's warm, I was like, let's go. I even got to take my shirt off, get a little sun. I can't remember the last time I got sunshine. It was amazing. Uh, The bike ride itself was incredible. Started my blood sugars off at 102, used my 80-20 blood sugar formula, ended the bike ride at 100. 45 minutes of biking, and my blood sugar dropped two points. If you can't do that, if you think that's impossible, you definitely need to reach out to me because it's not impossible. I usually think it was impossible too but it's amazing when you can figure that kind of stuff out. You know start at 102 end at 100 on a unicorn. Absolutely amazing. Anyways the bike ride itself super fun super chill. Uh, we went on this area called the Riverwalk and it's just this nice scenic path and uh, it was nice to get outside right. Blood sugars I know are gonna thank me later. More activity can lead to more insulin sensitivity which means you guessed it, better chances for good post-blood sugars after the Super Bowl meal, right? So the more exercise we can include in this episode, guys, this is gonna be a a multi-strategy episode, so get a notepad out. Exercise can improve insulin sensitivity, which means that any meal following the exercise is likely going to require less insulin. There's a number of reasons for this, but to give you kind of an idea If you incorporate muscles into an exercise, the muscles want the glucose that you're eating, right? They want to refuel and hold on to that. And so the muscles actually assist the travel of glucose out of your bloodstream, which helps to regulate your blood sugars. Fancy, right? Now, the thing that I was planning ahead for, if you can remember, higher fat content can require extra insulin. Now, keep also in mind, I don't hold back with my food. My meal, we went out to lunch, It was well over 100 grams of carbs. (laughs) You're like, oh my gosh, how's that possible? Matt, that's a bad idea. It's not, and I'll tell you why. Because I use the 80-20 blood sugar formula. You guys know this. This is what I do. But I also am openly against restriction dieting. If you have somebody telling you, you have to eat a certain way, carbs are the devil, Uh, meat is the devil, vegetables are the devil. If anyone's saying anything is the devil, they're wrong. Okay, you can eat whatever you want as a type 1 diabetic, but, but you have to have the right strategies going into that meal. And then you can see stable blood sugars, right? If you want even the slightest hope of stable blood sugars through any meal, any snack, any anything you put in your mouth, you just need to have the right strategy. And again, if you think that's impossible, if you think that I'm insane for just throwing carbs into my mouth, let's have a chat. Be happy to talk to you about the A20 blood sugar formula, see if it's a good fit for you. But all that aside, understand that type 1 diabetes doesn't have to hold you back, right? I went for a 45 minute mountain biking ride. I went out to eat at lunch. We structured our day how we wanted to, okay? Blood sugars don't have to hold you back, but you do have to be aware of them. You do have to have the right strategies, right? So going into this meal, keep in mind I just wrapped up 45 minutes of mountain bike riding. Now, this restaurant was also close enough where we could walk. It wasn't, like, next door, but we decided, hey, it's a beautiful day. Why not walk to the restaurant? What is walking? Extra activity. More movement. Improving insulin sensitivity. So by the time we get to the restaurant, I'm starting to slant down in the 90s. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I'm just going to have a glucose tab just to get me up a little bit to make sure I have a good starting point. I know that higher fat, again, we're loading this episode up, higher fat can slow the absorption of carbohydrates. So if I'm going into a meal that is higher fat and higher carb, I want to make sure I'm not headed down already because my insulin might hit me before I take my first bite. Don't want to be in that situation, especially, here's another tip, because I have to walk home. And walking after a meal can also bring blood sugars down quickly you got to be really cautious with that so we get there i'm slanted down in the 90s i say you know what let's have a glucose tab a snack my wife orders an appetizer i have a bite of her appetizer get it up over 100 i think it was like 120 by the time we got our meal i was like this is perfect this is exactly where i want to be going into this type of meal okay i have my exercise beforehand i had a little walk i'm about to eat and i know i have a walk at some point after the meal so now I'm looking at my pre-bolus, right? Make sure that I match up my pre-bolus, keeping in mind the activity before the meal, keeping in mind the macronutrient density of the meal itself, right? How many carbs, fats, proteins, I have no idea on the exact count here. It was 100% a guess, 100%. So I'm looking at this going, okay, I got a chicken sandwich, triple decker, right? It's got uh, bacon, avocado, tomato, chicken itself, more chicken, some lettuce. Most of the stuff inside of it's low carb, but it's a triple decker, so there's a lot of bread involved. Um, and you know, in that sandwich itself, I'm looking at the the carb content, but of course also the fat content, right? Protein comes into play in a different section of the formula, but the fat content. We got avocados and we got bacon. Those are both heavy in fat. And I look at the bread. Bread is covered in butter, as you would expect. It's a restaurant, right? So I'm looking at this going, okay, it's, it's pretty significant higher in fat than what I'm used to eating. And I look at my side, sweet potato fries, which I didn't recognize, but they had been deep, deep fried. Like beer batter, deep fried, like there's just tons of crap in there. I know it's going to taste amazing, but a lot of extra ingredients that I got to keep in mind, right? Sweet potato the fries themselves also high in carb. Now they're also high in fat and whatever else is surrounding it. So I'm running calculations in my head, making sure I adjust my pre-bolus and bolus itself as necessary. Remembering, of course, that I also am going to have a walk at some point in the afternoon. And as we get ready to wrap up our meal, we're just hanging out thinking, okay, maybe we'll order a beer or something. It is a brewery after all. And uh, we get to the end of our meal And I recognize they've been checking in about every two to five minutes. Hey, is there anything else I can get for you? Uh, no. Thanks, though. I appreciate it. Take one more bite. Hey, the waitress, is there anything else I can get for you? Uh, I I just said no, didn't I? No, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, have another bite. Hey, just wanted to check in. Okay, uh, I guess we'll take the check. (laughs) Turns out they were closing early because of the Super Bowl. And I was like, oh, okay, they want us out. Well, I didn't plan for that part. Here's where it gets fun, right? Because of all of the activities, all of the pre Bowls, all the calculations that I ran, I had run a formula for a perfect run through, expecting to hang out a little bit after the meal. Now we gotta bounce. We gotta walk out, walk home, Uh, you know, a decent amount of a walk back. And as a result, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be fine, but I got to keep an eye on it when I get home. Sure enough, I had gone from the 120, the second we got home, I checked, I was slanted down at 90. I'm like, aha, (laughs) I got you. I knew this was going to happen. And sure enough, my blood sugar started to tank. So I had to pop two glucose tabs, said, all right, let's catch this before it gets any worse, right? And as soon as I dropped the second glucose tab, I dropped into the, the 60s and then the 50s. I got a 58 was the lowest point that I hit. I was like, ugh, that's what the walk does, right? Speeds up the insulin. And so as a result, I had to be ready with glucose tabs. Had we continued walking, completely different strategy. But you can, remember this, you can accomplish anything with the right strategy. So those two glucose tablets, sat on the couch, just kind of hung out, you know, lazy Sunday, it was nice. And uh, blood sugars did eventually come back up. They cruised in the 90s for about an hour then the proteins and fats came to play as we expected them to right and had my strategy gone according to plan my blood sugars would have literally been perfect i didn't know this but my guess for carbs fats proteins was spot on and i was so happy about that of course without the glucose tabs i did not count those and i wanted to avoid the low from that uh, the walk home so those two glucose tabs, I anticipate those bringing me up about 40 points. And yes, I did end up at about 150, 160, uh, about two-ish, two and a half hours after I ate. Because the glucose tabs were not counted for, uh, I did get my guess correctly for eating out at the restaurant. But the glucose tabs got me. So what happened there is that the walk helped to activate the insulin, circulate the insulin at a faster rate than I would have liked and as a result, the insulin hit before the food got to absorb because of the higher fat content. This is, whew, we're getting deep with this episode. I hope you guys are taking notes, okay? Because of that, insulin hit too soon. I dropped too low. Needed sugar. That was necessary, okay? Sugar brought me back up into range. Then the rest of the food was able to digest. Brought me up higher than I would have liked. Ended at about 160 and went. Uh, I knew that was gonna happen, but couldn't have done any other way, right? The walk had to happen. Sometimes you have to adjust to what life throws at you. Not everything in life is going to go to plan. It's just not going to happen. Those two glucose tabs, 100% necessary. Would I have avoided those if I could have stayed perfectly in range? No, I needed to take those because I was in the 60s and then I hit 58, right? 100% necessary. But going out after that, was like, okay, I can take insulin. I can go for a walk. I can do a number of things to get my blood sugars back down to that 110 that I like to sit at so much. So overall in this lesson, and by the way, there's a a bit more of a a bonus lesson behind this of, you know, the rest of the day, a few choices that I made that were not stellar. (laughs) I could have mapped out my day a little bit better following that meal, Uh, but dinner is a different story. Maybe I'll start making some videos on eating out what this looks like so I can show you how my thought process works in real time in fact if you're on YouTube let me know in the comments if that's something you'd like to see Uh, but what we looked at for today for today's lesson about Super Bowl Sunday is that if you increase your activity you will increase your insulin sensitivity which can help with the post meal blood sugars if you struggle with going high after meals, especially if it's higher carb or higher fat and you got different macronutrients in there to think about. So for me, knowing we were going out, that increase in activity was key to keeping my blood sugars down and in range. Now, of course the post-meal activity brought me a little bit too far down and past being in range, but use these lessons in your life. If you want to go out with family, don't hold back. Enjoy the food, enjoy the atmosphere, but if you can set yourself up for success, you'll be able to focus more on the conversations, creating memories, enjoying the actual food, instead of worrying about high blood sugars that are making you feel nauseous, sick, and irritable, right? So if anything in this episode stuck out to you, let me know in the comments, share it on your Instagram stories, tag me, whatever it is, I would be happy to reshare that, and I love seeing all of your responses when you do share about those. Uh, If you're looking more towards the analytical side of blood sugars, why exercise can impact insulin sensitivity, how fat slows the absorption uh, of carbohydrates, and how we need to adjust the pre-bolus based on many of these different variables, some that I didn't get the time to include in this lesson. If those types of things interest you and you want that more advanced level of training, if you want that more advanced level of control over your diabetes and freedom, to eat what you want, exercise when you want, live your life, then you need to go check out my free training where I go over the 80-20 blood sugar formula that I use myself. The reason that went so smoothly is because I used that 80-20 blood sugar formula and I want you to see a few of the pieces that go into that as I dive deeper into why that formula works, how I discovered it, and how I coach my own clients with that in my type 1 diabetic realm, okay? So free training, you can go grab that right now at diabetesinaction.com. Highly recommend checking it out. It's pretty short, it's really straight to the point. It gets you a few tangible strategies you can start implementing right away. And you know, you might get a chance at the very end of the video to uh, hop on a call with me, and then we can chat about the A20 blood sugar formula for you and see what areas in your life you can automate. Hopefully uh, hopefully make diabetes a bit less intrusive, less frustrating, and get you back to living your life. So check it out, diabetesinaction.com. You can check out the link down below, and I will see you in the next video. Have an amazing day. Live your life on your terms, and keep up the fight.